0: of Confessions of an SEO. This is Carolyn Holzman, and I'm your host. This is the safe space where we can talk about all things on the business end of SEO, the people part, from someone who's been there on both sides, an independent local business owner and a professional SEO. Between the stories, and I'll admit a few Google smackdowns, there may be a few tactical SEO things. The short version is Confessions is uh, for you if you're an SEO. Um, if you're a business owner and you're outsourcing your SEO, expect to be left behind in the SEO dust and understand that's not a bad thing. These episodes are my way to help you understand better how to hold an SEO accountable without micromanaging. Welcome back to Confessions of an SEO, it's season two, episode three. Today's topic, ultimately, after I get through a few housekeeping things, it's going to be can you is it a good idea for you to get emotionally attached to your keyword? But first, I will today do a short update on the public testing, the indexation project. I'll also share with you um, a new site that was launched out this past week. And in the course of doing this, I'll, um, I will mention an article that's this week. It's been getting a lot of air. I'll put the, the link in the description. But it talks about when people perceive crawl spikes prior to Google algorithm updates. And then we'll talk turkey about getting attached to your keywords. So I am loving the new testing schedule. I'm loving it so much that I almost forgot to publish one on Wednesday of this week. <laughs> That's how great it's going. Um, if you're not familiar with the project, you can search for Google Index Detector. Now, this is a public test, the purpose of which is building a body of data about bots and general indexation of new content. And I'm doing this so that we can see it with our own eyes. We don't need an announcement or any kind of cryptic messages from Twitter to know what we're seeing and that we can believe our own eyes. Now, since shifting to the three-day-a-week testing, I am happy to report that nothing has changed. Google still is not sending bots And I have access to four different hosting platforms. And I can peek into uh, various sites. And admittedly, they are small. None of them are enterprise. But when the bots stop coming, it's not just my test site. It's all the other ones that also get cut off the bot train. Only Google News sites get regularly crawled. But that's with a separate bot called Feed Fetcher. It's not the standard desktop and mobile crawler agents that normally come that you can see in the server logs. Now, we've seen for some time that whenever Google runs, and I am say this facetiously, whatever the hell they're running, um, because it is not clear if it's always like an algorithmic change or an update or simply a rescoring or reshuffling of results because they have a backlog of other data that they don't run all the time. So if you're a business owner, what the heck does this mean to you, right? So if you're looking at your SEO agency and they're after you to approve all those articles, you might want to get that done so they can start what is now going to be a tedious and longer than normal process of asking Google to index all those pages. So the longer you wait, the longer you will wait for getting an ROI from your investment. So... Just bear in mind, Google is doing you zero favors. So this article it's, that, like I said, is getting some air this week was, uh, why all the high bot crawl activity right before updates? You know, they appear to be related. And then everyone was quoting John Mueller, who chimed in on Twitter and said, yeah, it's unrelated. I mean, there's always something launching after a spike in crawling, but then there's also always something launching. So... That just made everything so clear and completely settled the situation. Not. But in my opinion, I think the forest is being missed for the trees. The question to me is, why do they stop the bots before the update? Now, if you're familiar with Ted Cubitis, he has built and is currently building um, a weather tool. And he's found several ways to identify updates. Before they reflected in the normal SEO weather tools like Semrush or any of the others. Now I, I keep an eye on Semrush through this project, and so the bot stoppage was one of the signals that early on that he he noted, and and I see it in the server logs. So if you're not getting new content, this is new content into Google in Google's index. You're not alone, but wait there's more. I'm calling this code word yoga pants. Well, some bozos and I launched a new site this week. Ladies and gents, it's got all the things you'd expect. Content pages, privacy policy, contact us page. So the question is, will Google find it? Spoiler alert, yes. Will Google crawl it? Spoiler alert, Yes! Will Google rank it in the top 100 results? Well, I don't have a spoiler alert yet, but the goal of having uh, some of this uh, fun project is to see what may be the new threshold for getting new content into results. So that's just going to have to wait, but maybe not too long. So... Now we're going to talk about getting emotionally attached to keywords. Come on, you know what I mean. When it comes to getting things ranked, I think we're all secretly Ahab in Moby Dick, going a little cray-cray. This word tasks me. Now, it's been a while since I have been emotionally attached to a keyword I'm working on. The days of chasing the term CD duplication throughout this country are over. But when it was a thing for me, I was riding the waves. I've lived it, breathed it, dreamed about it, and got vexed when some new crazy outfit jumped into the SERPs. And the times I would literally (laughs) like, you know, bitch about all these people. It's like, how could they call themselves 24-hour replication when there's no way in this world you can manufacture everything you need to press disks in 24 hours. So plus, I was in a business for a lot longer, so why would these SERPs betray me? You see, I was so infatuated with chasing after that keyword, what I didn't realize was that it didn't matter. People buy for illogical reasons, and only Google... Um, I should say, Google only cares about relevancy however they choose to interpret relevancy at any given time. So there I was writing article after article for, you guessed it, CD duplication. And if I did that now, you know, I would have totally cannibalized all my pages and ranked for Jack. So the manufacturing uh, facility where I sent all my jobs uh, it was fun. You know, like they were, they would say things like, you know, we see you everywhere and we have a very expensive SEO agency contract doing all that, this for us. So what are you doing? So that, that was kind of fun. You know, that, that, that was flattering. And, um, uh, what, I guess what's really rare. And I agree with, um, th- this was, um, this is where yoga pants came in, but, um, you know, was there one keyword related to the business that I could not rate for? Well, yeah. Um, when I got to looking about it, I it was Blu-ray duplication. Now, I know without a doubt that if I were doing that now, I'm sure that I could. But then I'd have to ask, why? So I say all this because I think if you're a business owner it's hard not to go totally berserk for your own keywords. You know, some likely taunt you uh, in your sleep if you're doing your own SEO. So the upside, of course, is the passion and the knowledge. And the downside is the reckless abandon and winning at all costs mentality, even if we don't know what those costs are. So whether it's not keeping track of your time, because time is money, When I was doing my own SEO, I had no idea what my costs were in time to achieve a success. Which on one hand, you know, superficially was great for my business, not to have another massive financial commitment. But in real terms, I don't know how much it was costing me in time and therefore lost opportunity. I suspect it was a lot. And so I thank God every day. That I love the tediousness of SEO. It's so much more fun for me than discussing loose shrink wrap or CDs being upside down in their cases. Now, by the way, they were not upside down. The CDs would spin on a little plastic hub in the center of the tray in the case. Plus, putting the CD in the case was all done me- mechanically. You know, no one was clocking CDs by the hand. And certainly not without charging a lot more. All right. I I seem to have more feelings about that. But anyway, just so you know, I'm not complaining. My path to what I love was my path. But the cautionary tale here is don't love your keywords more than your business. And I say that whether you're a business owner or an SEO. Also, make sure you pick a niche that isn't being phased out by technology. But hey, it wasn't just me. Kodak learned the hard way too. Anyway, I do enjoy a good keyword and I'm looking forward to being good friends with many and having a business with multiple legs under the table. So if you have a keyword relationship gone wrong, I'd love to hear about it. Go ahead and send it to americanwaymedia.com. That's going to do it for today. Thank you for being a listener. And I want to also send a special thanks to the sponsors of Confessions. And the podcast is everywhere where podcasts are available. So if you haven't settled on one source for them, you can just simply Google Confessions of an SEO. You can't miss it. All of us stand to make more business and success together when both the SEOs and the business owners understand each other better. It's been my pleasure to be your host, and I'll see you in the service.